Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Oh, good morning, Pittsburgh. And good morning, Max Starks. You're in-house right here. I am in the locker room. In the locker room. And it does feel like a single solitary locker (laughs) in the locker room. It's just one. I wish it's like I wish an away team locker. If everybody could see the studio we're in now. Now, Max is a decidedly larger man than I am, okay? It was a hard decision, too. <laughs> and, and it's like Max is wearing this studio like a coat. Hey, hey like a glove. Like, like a, glo- a glove. Oh, it fits you very nicely. Yeah, no, no. This is spring edition. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Welcome to SNR, and what a great morning. It's a Monday morning. The Steelers finish their preseason, what, 3-0, first time since 97 yeah. that they've gone undefeated in the preseason. Now, it's not matching Jim Harbaugh's Ravens because they've got a ridiculous, what, 20-some game win yeah, streak? Yeah, win streak. It's, like, ridiculous. I'm like, I'm like well, that, that, does that really c- translate to championships? I'm, yeah. just, I'm just saying, Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Preseason champs. They don't give a trophy for that. It's just a pat on the back. And, and it just it's just undue expectations on yourself. No doubt about it. And, of course, you know, as this unfolds throughout the day, you know, it's going to be fun to, to hear all the pundits weighing in and everything else because, you know, right now there is there's a low murmuring, a howl that is being emitted over Western PA and Pittsburgh in general. And, and it has a lot to do with the performance of the offensive line. Now, I have to tell you, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to come at this from a different angle than most people, you know, but I, I look at what happened yesterday, and first of all, and this is what we're going to start doing, is the good, the bad, and the ugly Monday mornings, because every day after a game, uh, whenever that will be, because we'll, that will also float to like Fridays after a Thursday or something like that. Yeah, you but, know, you know there's open, good open and bad and ugly. Yeah, there there is. There is. And, and here's the thing. it's It's about what the reflection is because we're going to have the knee jerk right it's going to be the knee jerk reaction that's going to say okay how do we categorize this but then there'll be that self-reflection as we get into the process of watching the film right watching watching the offensive cuts breaking it down break breaking it all the way down (laughs) breaking it down to the molecules because you know sometimes it's easier to find these three topics that we're going to have on monday um as a report with the good we're going to see a lot of good. I mean, oh, yeah. that's that's what highlight reels are made of. Right. The bad, you're going to notice the bad. 
But the ugly, that's the one where it's going to take a deeper dive because it's going to be reactions versus physical performance. And the different. Interesting. And, and, yeah. Now, you're making a very distinct distinction. Yes. That's what yeah. distinct yeah. distinctions do. It, it, it does. It does. It, 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 it takes it from a sandwich cut to that shaved cut. You know what I'm saying? Like the thin cut when you go to the deli, like sometimes they'll give you that thicker cut at the deli. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, it just looks like little like fillets. That, that's the snacking size, right? But the right. shaved is like, I want to pile it on there, but it's it's a smaller, thinner type of cut. Well, what that, about the Dagwood Bumstead? You know, the the, 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 the like loading the meat on, baby. Yes, just load that. And, and, like like yeah. yesterday, who, who took care of you with the ribs? Huh? You did. You I did. did. L- listen, Who's l- your buddy? L- Who's your pal? L- I l- am. Listen, Wolf did. I mean, he. It was competition presentation worthy. I mean, <laughs> wasn't it though? It was. It was. We had the pickled red onions. You had oh. you had the pickles next to it. Oh, wasn't that beautiful? I mean, and then you just saw these nice three bean, the three three bone pairings. Right. All right. around all around the pan. So no kudos. It probably made you did not make it home in time. For me to have actually still been eating, like had you <laughs> when called I me, we walked in the house. <laughs> I was already finished. I had already moist toweletted my face, my hands, and everything else, and I was in my bed. Like, like that's how fast I finished that food yesterday. <laughs> we had ribs delivered to us by Miss Betty at halftime, right? Yes. And it, and everyone's going save some for Max, and I'm like, okay, okay, you know, and I will show restraint, and I will. Make sure that I take care of my guy, and we did. And so then afterwards, I was driving Max back to his hotel, and I could tell, you know what, he was just foaming at the mouth to get I after was. the I ribs. Mean, they were could, good ribs. You could smell it through the aluminum oh, foil. Yes. It was amazing. Well, not only that, I had already had some. Yes, yeah, that, that, that is that's true. Because, you, so you already knew what it was, and you got to experience those nice, hot, and fresh coming in. Oh, yeah. So well, fu- you know what, we had fall. to wait, because they had brought them in earlier, so I had to wait for a while. Oh, okay. Which was torture in and of itself. I was about to say, delayed gratification. Oh, there. delayed gratification. Oh, Huge. Yeah. yeah. But you still had it hot, where because Quinlan was like, oh, they were falling off the bone, Max. You're going to enjoy that. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, thanks. Don't tell me this in the first quarter of the game, okay? <laughs> Thank, thanks, Dan. Was like, uh, yeah. But he sent a picture, so I, I will put that out on social media later, and I will talk about <laughs> You know, the ribs that were. Um, but, yeah, it, it was for— They should crown you like the king of rib fest. I mean, I, I, I would love— I think to, that would be— You know, like king beef? Oh, <laughs> King meat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just walk out with, like, just the puffy hat, like, have a scepter, oh. but it has, like, a rib bone at the top oh, of it. Oh, yeah. And you just kind of just, like, bless people. You kind of knight the, the rib masters. <laughs> the maestro of meat, you know? Yes, just exactly. You, you. Yes, uh, that, yes. Oh, I, I love—you know, rib fest is— Coming up from the first to the fifth September yeah. there, and you're gonna have the Clarks and other other great bands, right? But the ribs just they're everything, and so yeah. you get from Texas to New York to all points Kansas in between. City. Yeah, I, I mean, there was the Memphis crew, the Memphis crew that comes in, they they, they come in and, and they're Do down. You, are to you smoke. a dry rub guy? I am a dry rub guy. You know, I'm an any rub guy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, anything you can put on ribs. I, yeah, I, I mean, you know, frankly, I can't help it. You know, I mean, I prefer. You know the the like the jack stacks that sort of thing. You know a little sloppy and stuff. And there is this great. I have friends that uh, blow and smoke barbecue out in Cecil. Yeah. Oh, sometime, man, I got to get you set up with that because they are just outrageous, just yeah. outrageous. See, so 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 my uh, my dad went to school with Belinda Gates from Gates Barbecue in Kansas City. Oh, okay. So they're they're co- they're college buddies. So when we played KC back when I played. I would take the offensive line 
the night before, Ooh. two gates, and they would set us off in the in the separate dining room, and they would just bring in just I mean mountains of meat, <sighs> and just the sides whatever we wanted, and they, Belinda was awesome. So so shout out to Ms. Gates for that. Yeah, absolutely. Because that was um that was something that was that was really special. So every time we went. It was it, it, it we we were going Gates Barbecue in KC. Yeah, you know, I'm getting hungry all over again here. You know, I, I know, I know. But you had breakfast. Well, yeah, I know. But you know, you tend to after you, you didn't have brisket tacos for breakfast. No. <laughs> no, I should have had. Yeah, <laughs> I for, you know, I forgot they were in there because I got up so early. I started watching the film. I watched film last night. I watched it early this morning. Yeah, and you know, I'm kind of like bleary eyed and everything like that. And um. You know, then then I was just like stupefied. I like stumble. I got sweatpants on, everything else. I'm like going, why would I wear sweatpants on a 90 degree day again in the summer? Yeah, yeah it is, this is still summer. We can still call it summer, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not officially fall. Well, what day is today? It's August. Oh, it's, yeah, it's oh, yes. August still. It's, 20, it's, it's still August. Yeah, yeah. it's 20, 29th. Yeah, because Labor Day comes up. Yeah, Labor Day. I feel like is then when the shift happens. But yeah, up until that, and I'm, I live in Arizona, so it's it's always summer until it's. So it's not summer. I mean, that's like the two the two seasons that two we have. Two seasons that you have. Yes. Say like summer, not summer, yeah. and the sun, and that summer can be whatever. <laughs> it could be oh. it could be eighty. It could be forty. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it hailed. It hailed uh, this past week when I was at home. Oh, really? Yeah, I was driving my daughter. Dropped her off at cheer like at her at her um, cheer practice, and as we're driving, my oldest is in the car with me, and I'm like, man, it's raining. And then I was like. Mm, this sounds a little hard on the car. And then I'm looking like on the ground, you see like little ice balls. Oh yeah. It's a hundred degrees out and it's hailing. No kidding. Yeah. I was like I was like, I was like, sweetie, just say some extra prayers tonight before you go to bed. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I was like, I was like, he's yeah, like that's that's awkward. <laughs> yeah, that that is that's a little bit awkward there. That would Yeah. You know, but just kinda like kinda like last night. Yeah. You know? There yeah. was a little bit of awkwardness there. Yeah, and, and and you know, for the game, when you look at that, it, it but it was an awkward victory, and you know it was one of those things where I was like, Detroit, <laughs> sins of the past, right? Last year, right, right. Just how awkward because that game, that game we played. You think about it, it was raining, it was windy, it was cold, it was like really weird weather, and for some reason we kept passing the football fifty times, fifty times in that weather, of which Mason completed thirty on what basically twelve hours notice. Twelve hours, no, yeah. yeah. Twelve hours, no. And, and it was a game that all that said run the ball. Every yeah. sign that you could have read, <laughs> and that was that was Najee's first hundred yard game. But yeah. he could have run for two hundred. He could have. I mean, probably two fifty. He probably he actually would probably still be running right now <laughs> if we if we had started running in that game. But but it just like that was the awkwardness that comes when you play Detroit, right? It's just because Dan Campbell's trying to create his philosophy. Now, obviously, the end of the game got a little wonky there. Yeah, all the fourth down, all the fourth down conversions, and 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 keeping the drive alive, and therefore timeouts. But you know, when I look at this game, yeah, it was wonky because it had its good, it Correct. had its bad, right, and then it, it, it definitely plenty of ugly. There was plenty of ugly, plenty ugly, but it gave us all the emotions. But at the end, it was a victory. It, it, we we did enough to win that game and secure that game. Well in advance before the the events that happened at the end of it. Well, I think in, if I look at the whole thing, all right. Number one, what stands out to me is I think Mitch Trubisky sealed the deal. 
Yes. All right, I mean. Yes. All right, no big deal. I mean, everybody saw what he did. Status quo, nothing yes. to see here. We're t- <laughs> move along. Move along, please. Move along. 15 and 19, buck 60, you know, um, no INTs. The, the touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> not not a touchdown, the touchdown. Yes, the, the touchdown. <laughs> right, right. Um, there's, there's a lot to unpack over yeah. what Mitch did. I thought that was his best showing going through the entire preseason. But his whole body work has been good. Yeah. You know, it's a performance-based situation. Mike Tomlin talks about it. It's the guys themselves that either move themselves into the conversation or out of the conversation based on how they perform. And I, I simply have to say, hey, Mitch came along and he put the stamp on and said, yeah, I'm the guy. We're gonna be. I'll be the guy going into Cincinnati. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, exactly. We're on to Cincinnati. Oh, oh, wait, oh! I like that <laughs> low voice. Wait yeah, a minute. Was voice. that Barry White just came in there? No, no. It, that, that was Bill Belichick. Bill Bel. Oh, is that? We're on to. We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah. That was really good. I like that. <laughs> I like that, man. <laughs> but but I but but you're right, Mitch Trubisky. You know, I, I I get whatever the history is for people in their minds, right? The right. number two overall pick, the Chicago Bears years, the Matt Nagy experience, the you know the up and down competition, not picking up the fifth year option, him going to Buffalo, sitting behind Josh. You you have to kind of put that out of your mind for right now. True, and you really have to reset yourself. He's now a starter again. He has a winning record as a starter, 29 and 21. Right. That's a pretty darn good record. Took the Bears to playoffs a couple times. Twice. Yep. Twice. Two playoff appearances. The guy has a resume that denotes, hey, you know what? We're not in bad shape. And he and he, and he's actually he's a heck of an athlete. He's athletic in the pocket. Right. He knows when to run. He knows how to run. Not 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 like RG three. Uh, he knows how to slide. <laughs> you just don't want to meet Haloti Nada coming across. The Nobody field. wants to meet Haloti Nada. <laughs> I, mean, I, I can name a lot of large humans that don't want to meet him. You know, I but, used to say that is Haloti Nada uh, translated to whole lot of noggin. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that, that's he, a big he, head. Yeah, has a big head, and he will put it on. Put, put it on your. He put that forehead <laughs> on you. Um, but but Mitch what he, what he did i mean and here's the thing when you're looking at the performance like you said the body of work right three preseason games right he never lost his composure no ne- not once and he could he, he had every right a week ago in jacksonville to lose his composure to be upset to go irate and he did true he said true. no what you know i'm going to get out of this i'm going to do a 360 you know spin Double deke. I mean, he looked like a basketball player trying trying to fake out a point guard, right? Bringing the ball down the court. Right. I mean, so you do that and you keep your cool head. I mean, you could see him yesterday coming over, talking with the offensive line after the first and second series. You saw Najee come over and talk with them. And everybody had a sense of, hey, we're okay. We're, we're in a decent position. We're good. No need to panic in this moment. I thought that was a real good leadership quality. When you're talking no about question. who do I want to be QB1, first thing I need – I want to see leadership. I want to see calm under pressure. And he displayed both of those things. I thought he did a great job of IDing what he needed to do, getting the ball out as fast as possible. When he saw Reed, he made the, he made he made the throw. He did he didn't he didn't debate about it. He didn't oh, well maybe this is here. Let me buy some time. No. See the read, hit the read. Because I think that's one of the things. It's that mechanics, right? Because that builds the confidence the more. And then you look at the two-minute drill, six for six, straight down the field in succession. Yep. When we In a got-to-have-it situation, but we talk about the situational um, opportunities during practice. 
right? Two-minute drills, all these guys nailed the two-minute drill. And you can say, Absolutely. hey, Matt Canada did it. But here's here's my question I pose to you, Wolf, is, you know, when you look at this offense under Mitch versus Kenny versus Mason, I mean, what what are some of the takeaways that you have from, from, from Mitch's performance? What I liked about Mitch was his steadiness under fire. You know, he just absolutely, like you said, he didn't get rattled. You yeah. know, I have been in situations with quarterbacks in the huddle, and, you know, some of them come unglued a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember Bubby Brister, one day he said it, I'm fixing to come unglued. Now, that wasn't my time period, but I remember, yeah. you know, but the Buster <laughs> yeah. was laying it out there. That's, you know, what he was feeling. And you you being in the huddle with some quarterbacks that do come unglued. But the fact of the matter is, uh, I like the way he ran the offense. I like the way that he put, he, he, he showed me a lot of ball security. You know, I mean, he didn't put the ball put the the, the ball in danger. Um, you know, he was he just seemed very, like you pointed out, decisive. He didn't go in between his progressions and, and back and forth and stuff like that. Yeah, no ponderances um, there. Right, <laughs> and his one opportunity to go two minute offense. You know, he inc- it included a twenty two thirty two and a six yard TD pass at the end. You yeah. know, he pushed the ball down the field. Well, we saw those hey, we, hit, seam hit. routes. <laughs> Well, yeah. I hadn't seen those at all. No, hadn't seen the seam routes. We saw the the, the one safety high, let it fly up the sidelines, and yeah. uh, Deontay came up and doinked his shoulder. You know, but you know, you'll have that in big jobs like that. Look, as far as that, as far as we know, everything's cool with Deontay yeah. and with, uh, with TJ. TJ. Yeah, Casey's the only one that, that was a serious. I one. saw that on slow motion instant replay. That was a little ugly. Yeah, it was. Well, I mean, and I, thank God he it had was that hand out. Yeah, thank God it was his hand because yeah. at first. Look when you first saw it, because remember the way he kind of landed on that shoulder too, yep. and and you saw kind of his shoulders separate. I thought he separated his shoulder on the initial one. And that's I, why I told so you guys first, in the headset. Yeah. I was like, I was like, dude, separate his shoulder. This is bad. Yeah, I you, watched the film, but that hand was splayed out underneath, and his body landed on it. Yeah, which allowed, which made that just, shoulder kind of kind of come out. Oh, it it was ugly. Now it wasn't as ugly as when Tunchokin dislocated his elbow in practice. Yeah, or the Greg Warren uh, <laughs> just complete total knee. Oh, that one was crazy. Oh. I remember him running to the sidelines like after he took the hit, and you just saw his knee go whoop whoop left right, and then he just dropped to the ground. And yeah, nothing like that. Buddy Adelette, back in my day, he was covering on. He snapped and, and was covering on the punt, and he planted, and a guy hit straight into his knee, and it went that way. <sighs> I mean, it was like um, the alien that was at the end of one of those movies. I remember where the guy, the guy looked like a human. All of a sudden, he broke down in his alien form, and the legs went backwards like yeah. a grasshopper. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, oh yeah. that's awful. That's uh, awful. No, Barrett Brooks, last preseason game, I'll never forget. This is like 07. Um, he went, and it was a Philly game, and he got cut. He was running out on, on, a, on a toss crack right. and got hit right in the thigh. And you know those cartoons where where we, when you pull the blinds up, it goes, whoop, whoop, whoop. Yep. that's what his quad did. Oh, no. And it just flipped all the way up. Into, oh, oh, that's ugly. And you, had, and you have compression pants. So it just it looked like he had a bowling ball that he, like, shoved down one side. It was, Ooh. yeah. Ugh. And then it was just, like, skinny. Below, it was just nasty. That's awful. Yeah. Oh, I'll bet he was in a lot of pain. Yeah, to say the least. I mean, that was instant cart, instant straight to the hospital. <laughs> like, the ambulance was, like, leaving the stadium, like, before we could even get the next snap off. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's just, you know, th- those are those moments in time that are just, like, unforgettable. And 
it was going to happen regardless. I yeah. mean, you just, that's the when chaos time, of the game. it's time, time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, everybody's got an injury bullet out there with their name on it. You yeah, know, it's sooner it or later you're, you're going to have one of those things that, you know, people say, well, he wasn't in shape or something like that. No. No. It, it just, there, there's it no shape. There's no shape yeah. except for steel or, or, yeah. some, or some forged uh, type of metal <laughs> that, that can prevent you from an injury. Exactly <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. It's, uh, we got to go to break. Uh, listen. Um, next up, we are going to talk, break down the offensive line, including the fact that I'm going to probably take a position that uh, maybe isn't the most popular, but we're going to have at it. All right, let's, let, 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 let's do it. All right, right here on SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. You know, I'll judge it after I watch the tape. I thought they were better today, largely. Um, I thought we were penalized some, and that put us behind the chain some, but I'll take a look at the tape before I pass judgment. On a good, bad, and ugly Monday, the offensive line, as always, and it is every game has good and bad and ugly in it. Yes. The, the offensive line has been having some real struggles, Max. We both know that. But at the same time, you know, how much of it is listening to the outside noise and it starts to color your world and your perception becomes diffused in a multi-variety of directions there and you start to look and forget about what the essence of offensive line play is. And it's rarely as a good-looking, okay? No. No, it's it's except it's a for, grind. Except for me, when I was on there, I, I did look good on the offensive line. <laughs> except when you wore the bumblebee jerseys with that, the horizontal. That is true. Stripes. That is that is true. That was probably the one uh, fashion mistake of uh, of, right, of, right. of of an era. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, no. 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 As you told me, respecting fat man <laughs> should ever wear horizontal stripes. <laughs> That's just it. Can, can I? It, that was really before beautiful. we get fully on the offensive yes, line. It's, yes. it's story time, right? Okay, it's, it's story time. With always, Uncle Max. it's always story time. Um, the, well, we had to do the team photo for that uniform. Okay. Do you know how much duress and stress was in the offensive line room of just trying to get the uniforms off of our bodies physically? <laughs> like, what do you mean now? Because. A now, normal jersey these has are the, the bu- yeah. Wait a minute, the bumblebees. These, bumble these are the bumblebees. Okay. These, right. are, these are the ones with the gold and the black stripes going right. across with the patchwork numbers right, right. on them. But, you know, on the side of a jersey, th- there's the spandex layer. And you, you, you normally can't see it, right, because it's the same color as the rest of the uniform. Right. But there's a spandex that goes from the armpit down. Okay. That provides the stretch forward and backwards so that you can get in and out of the pads, right? So you can move with cat-like stealth and quickness. Exactly. Well, the whole uniform is spandexy <laughs> for a degree. But when you put these humongous rectangular cutouts on the front and back, you lose elasticity. Oh, I see what you're saying now. Okay. And so that strip on the side gets put under a lot of stress. <laughs> it gets put on a, a whole heck of a lot of stress. Right, so, right. I'll never forget. We're trying to squeeze into these jerseys without shoulder pads on, mind you. Oh my! It's goodness. just putting the jersey on to do the photos. When I tell you, we were. It was I, at one point. I thought we were going to have to cut Willie out of the jersey. <laughs> you talking to Willie Cologne? Willie Cologne. I yes. thought we were going to have to cut Willie out the side of the. And then and then Chris Kimiyatu. I thought we were going to have to cut him out of the jersey. And then I'm laughing at them because I got it on, but then I was like, oh, I can't get this thing off. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, like it, 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 I mean, because, you know, because you have to be able to flex your elbows and right. get it up over your head. You know, think about taking a shirt off, right? You kind of, some people go cross. Right, cross hand. Then, yeah, or you come out one side and you t- and you pull the sh- You couldn't do either because the cut of the cuff of and it. And I'm sure you were sweating, too. Yeah, we had been cut? sweating outside because yeah. we took the photo. And so the underarm area has that elastic around the cuff yes. so it, it okay. tightens around it so you're trying to like get your arm through this sleeve <laughs> and it was it, it was the the worst experience every, every other time you could just whoop whoop take your jersey off take the pads out throw your jersey back on it's a little bit baggier no these were literally skin tight i mean it would have been easier to just body paint us and then like hose us down <laughs> in like an alley afterwards than to actually put the physical jersey on you know the funny part of this whole conversation, it was back in the 80s, they started with the two-way tape on the shoulder pads, and they yeah. started to ta- tailor the jerseys down. Now, I didn't fully understand how you did that and what was going on. I didn't know the taping procedure before, you know, when I got there. And so, uh, in, in Atlanta, we were playing a preseason game in Atlanta my rookie year, and the guys all disappeared. And I was going, where? Oh, I, I found, oh, there they are. Nobody told the rookie that. You can tape your shoulder pads. Yeah. You know, it was just kind of you got to experience that for yourself. You know, you get held in the first game, and you're like, okay, I got to do something about them grabbing my jerseys. Boom. Then you talk to some of the vets, and okay. So anyhow, I didn't quite get my jersey taped on right because you put that two-way tape on your shoulder pads, and you put your jersey on and this and that. And my left arm went numb in the second half. I mean, from the lack of blood flow. <laughs> now, I can only tell you that is like really – an awkward situation where I can't feel my arm. You, you, you're just you're just you're just swinging. You're just swinging. It's just a jelly roll, right? It's just across. It's like, it's like, it's like wait a minute, yo. Know? Yeah. I, I do like need Igor, this, arm. right? It's like Igor. Yes, master. Uh, uh. <laughs> this arm. It's just. What are you doing? I'm left-handed too. Yeah. Of all it, things. Yeah. Exactly. And the left arm goes down on me. That I'm telling you that. So the next left week, arm, I found left out, arm goes numb yeah. at a left guard. Yeah, that that that's, yeah, a, bad, that, that was that's just, a bad day in the it office. It was a bad day in the <laughs> office. There's no doubt about it. It was really awkward too. You're in the huddle and like, yeah. you, know, you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, What's no, the no. matter? I'm just shaking just your tingly, arm. Tingly, just tingly. I'm just feeling alive. No, it's great. Did, did, now, did you tape your own pads or did they tape them for you? No, I taped my own. Okay, we, see, see, because that, that so that was what I was used to. Before I got to Pittsburgh, right, like I would sit down because I so I always got to the stadium like super early. I was like that right. anal person that had to get to the stadium early. Well, yeah, yeah, and so but I would I would go grab the tape from the equipment room and I would self I would take my own pads, right, and then I'd, I'd get the jersey on. And then finally, when I got to the league, they're like, hey, hey, you don't have to do after my rookie year, of course, you don't have to do this. We'll do it for you. I was like, what? What is it? What is this new world you speak of? <laughs> You'll tape it for me. I, and never look back. Never look back after that. Oh and then, man! Then now you've got to the point where they have this fancy Velcro that's just all the way on, and you just throw like a little like coverlet over it during oh, practice. Oh, is that what you yeah. do? Okay. So you, it's like this little cloth cutout that you put over it so that your practice jersey doesn't stick to it, and it stays oh, on your pads okay. all around. And then all at the right. end of the year, they pull them off your pads. So that that's where the advanced technology has come since the wow. 80s to now. But um, but yeah, no, it was just. It was something that you appreciate it, right? Because I remember when when Kimo von Ohoffen was here. Right. And Kimo, you would look like, man, why is He's like this? a seamster. Yeah. Stress. Yeah, he you is. I mean? I mean, his had this weird double tight padding on the front. So you literally could not grab his jersey yes. physically. 
His was like extra thick, and then it the, the elasticity was taken out by all these crisscross cuts, and then they would put the numbers back over it. Oh, so okay. So his was, his was just awkward, and his was just from the jersey, like, stitching that he would create that. He wouldn't put the sticky stuff on, and then and then you add the sticky stuff, and it's, it's like he's wearing second skin. Oh, man. Yeah. So, But it's funny, all the things we do, right, physically to the alteration of the equipment that we have to make it less desirable and less, you know, easily available to grab, clutch, hold. Well, that's pull. what those dastardly defensive guys do. They will grab Absolutely. you and hang Just on to, you dirty, know, they say, oh, you guys, guys don't have any, you know, sleeves and stuff. You want to look tough. No, you don't have them hanging because they'll hang on to the extra material. They, they grab whatever material there is. I mean, Absolutely. You, I mean, how many times have you seen a guy, like, drag a guy down by, like, his jersey or his pants, like, to pull him to the ground from behind? Tearaway jerseys were a big 80s thing. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, so you, you understand the reasoning behind it, but, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, jerseys, they look great, but there there there's some complexities. There are some complexities. And part part of that too was, you know, in the Chuck Knoll trapping offense, we we're all short. There were like five guards. That's yeah. all we were. I mean So the, you're saying Tunch was a guard? <laughs> basically, <laughs> yeah. I mean Tunch was a tall well, guy at I mean, six Three, yeah, exactly. yeah, that's true. Well, and, he, and he, he and said six three. He was really like six two and three quarters. And he would run the tackle trap. So yeah, oh so, yeah. yeah, So he did have a lot of pulling guard in. We him. we trapped coming off off the team bus for crying out loud. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But you know, it was wham bam. Thank yeah, you, ma'am. It was. It's very very difficult for tall guys to operate in that trapping offense because you have to get under and up when you turn corners and stuff, and it takes a real athlete for a big man. To be able to do that. So the Chuck Noll offense was really based on, you know, shorter leverage-based guys who were weightlifting strong and yeah. used that leverage. So that was the, – the the thing was the jerseys were mandatory because you could get grabbed, you know. Yeah. Did, did you watch Pumping Iron with, like, with Arnold, Arnold uh, yes. every night before the game just to get you out Oh, yeah, did Arnold. Arnold. Get to the chopper. Yeah, exactly. I pump and I dump. <laughs> I was like, what, "What? What are you talking about?" It, it, the convertible scenes with the one that always gets me. Yeah, he's like, he's like driving the convertible and like smoking. I'm like, "What?" Yeah. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that's Arnold. Arnold. That's Arnold. Yeah. Arnold. But uh, hear but, me now. Believe me later. Yeah. But okay. So I know we went off the rails a little bit, but we do. We're talking about the offensive line. And yes, so getting back to the time. offensive line. Let, let, let's get back on track. You So you said, you know. Here's my thing. You have a different view, right? Yes. You know, I know there's a lot of panic, and I know people are just as tearing down the offensive line, guys. And, and there are situations and plays in there that, yeah, they deserve what they get. I mean, you know, we've both been there as part yes. of offensive lines when, you know, you're not protecting the quarterback, you're not getting the job done, whatever, you're going to take the brunt of the force of the public, dis, you know, disdain for your performance. But I'm here to tell you, and I'm, and I'm sitting there, I'm watching this over and again in the, in the first half. I'm watching the starters, right? And I'm going, you know, for every – collapsing pocket there's two or three clean pristine pockets yeah you know and it, i got you there's situations where they look really bad you yeah. know where it looks like a jailbreak in a team meeting at the quarterback that's what we used to call it yeah, when the, there was well the first two drives were definitely yeah bad. you had some real issues there yeah but then again you know you start coming around you start to see things 
happening in the offensive line where they start to get some movement. They start to get some uh, good, you know, pass protection going. That I, I, there was three and four second pockets that were widely available there. Uh, I all right. So you know, I just know this: it takes time, and it's going to take some time with this line. It's just the way it is. I said, I'm going to reiterate it again, Wolf. I said week four of the regular season. I said, yeah. I, now, I know nobody likes to hear that, but right. that's that's how much time it takes. I was like, think Crock-Pot, not Easy Bake Oven. That's okay? a good point. Yes, Think Crock-Pot because you've got to get through this ugly before you get to the good, really. And like you said, there's good sprinkled in there. So, I mean, I think the offensive line is the overarching theme of, of, our, of our show today when we're True. talking about the good, the bad, the ugly. Because there are good moments in there, there are bad moments, and there's downright ugly moments True. It, within the offensive line. But from the first unit, we're talking about the first unit. And I think, like you said, early it, it got ugly. Then, then it went to bad, and then it got to good. So we kind of culminated right there. And there end was good sprinkled drill. in with the ugly. Yeah, yeah, there, there was, was good sprinkled in with the the bad. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's the nature some, of the beast. And ugly sprinkled in with the good. So yeah. yeah, I mean, but but that but that's what it is. Our job is, you know, as an offensive line, is the totality of work. Right. right. It's not splash moments, right? It's not the Deontay 38-yard catch, right? And that's like, oh, oh, well, he's good after that. Yep. Or a defensive lineman. I got one sack. My yep. day is done. Our job is from play one to play 76. What's the summation of what we did? Summation. There's a big word. Because Hoopy will be texting yeah, you. Go, yeah, Way to go, Max. There it is. I, you know, you got to give one in. I mean, l- listen, got, 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 you have to pay your tithes, right? You got to right? pay your fare daily. There that's, you do. That's my fare. I had to give a word a day. But I think when I look at it, it's it's we have to be overall consistent. Because we're in the game every play. Like wide receivers can come out, running backs can come out, tight ends can come out, defensive linemen right. can change uh, at any moment. No defensive lineman plays every single snap, or defensive player plays every single snap. Right. The only two positions that play every single play: quarterback, offensive line. That's six people on the field of twenty-two that have to be out there outside, barring injury. So I think, right. You know, we can't get enamored with those bad moments we have to look at the totality i think you're right that's the analytical eye that's when i talk about hey when we come in and give that it's not knee jerk it has to have a deeper dive to it because you have to see it from what is the total product that was out there don't focus on the first two drives or collapsing pocket here and there right look at the entire deeds i mean let's face he threw how many passes in the first half 19 right yeah 19 so don't look at the four misses, look at the 15 completions and what happened in those 15 completions to get us to that point. And by the way, we were never behind in this game also. Okay, so it takes two to tango. It's different if we're talking about being from a deficit. We were still handily in control, especially at the end of the first half of this ballgame. So it was never like true panic that they had to go through. No, no doubt about it. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm sincere when I say this offensive line, I do believe, is going to be better than what we've seen. I do. Yeah. No, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm holding my breath for week four. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's Originally, it's a I process. said when I heard that, I was like, oh, they don't have time. I'm hoping they get it together before then. But you may be right. Yeah. Because it's just, it, it, it's, it's crock pot. Crock not, pot. Not easy bake oven. Not, not easy, easy bake oven. All right. We're going to step aside for a minute. 
Uh, but when we come back, well, that's not what that thing says because that thing will say like you know four or five minutes. Okay, I mean, I mean, it's just for the sake of journalistic con- integrity. I know, I know. It's conjecture. It's yeah. conjecture. Just yeah, conjecture. Computer lets us know when we're coming back. My job is just to make sure I start the computer. <laughs> but uh, we're going to step aside when we come back, Wolf. I do, I do want to go further into this and kind of yes. break down more so individual play because I think we have groups, tackles, guards, and centers. We can talk about how that good, bad, and the ugly all evolved, but we'll do that on the other side of this break. You're listening to In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. We still have two more weeks of work, and, and so the games are over. Um, but just like I told that group in there, um, we're going to lean in on these developmental opportunities between now and then. Uh, we got to move with urgency. We got to prepare with an edge um, because we need to assume that our opponents are doing the same. You know, Mike Tomlin couldn't have said it better. You know, the urgency is now afoot. You got a two week time period that after you get the final cuts and you start to. You get your practice squad together, and then it's full force heading towards Cincinnati, the Queen City, and those chili-eating Cincinnatians. So the thing is about it, it is, chilly though. Well, is it, it chilly? It, it, skyline is. It, it's got no. the chocolate in it. I don't. I don't quite yeah, understand. And but cinnamon. It's hot dog chilly. Yeah, hot, yeah that, that, I mean, hot dog chili. Yeah, it is hot dog chili. It's the chili you go to the gas station. Oh, true. Push button. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. That's that's essentially. Well, you know, in Cincinnati, they have more chili. Uh, restaurants than anywhere in the world. Yeah, but just, I feel like it's just it. like meat sauce restaurants. Well, you know what? You put that on 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 spaghetti. That ain't bad. I mean, it's Once not again, like you turn it meat down. Meat sauce. Yeah. It's meat sauce. Right. That that's the whole right. point of oh, it. Will you be a pro and shut your phone off? L- listen, it's, yeah, it's, it's, can you even say that name where it's from? No. Exactly. No, that's it's, somewhere it's, in Florida. It's, that's, all, <laughs> that's all I know. Yeah, it's from Immokalee. Okay. Yeah. So where, where you get most immokalee? Of, so Southern Florida, it's right above like Miami, Fort Lauderdale area. That, so you got immokalee right next to broccoli, right? No, definitely <laughs> not. But you know, the funny thing is, a lot of your veggies and citrus come from that area. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. That, that, that's that's one. So it's done biggest. by Miami, huh? Yeah. Well, north of Miami. Oh, yeah. north so of it's Miami. Like okay. In between Orlando and Miami. If, okay. If you want to do it on the western side of the state. On the western side. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got that. But uh, but back to back to my ire for. Skyline chili. Okay, let's hear it. It's not chili. It's meat sauce. Because you just you just said it. Yeah, you're right. When you have chocolate, you have cinnamon, and it goes on spaghetti. That's not what a chili's intended for. No, I, I got you now. That's okay. called meat sauce. A right. bolognese, so to speak. A what? Bolognese. I mean, it's like Italian for meat Boy, sauce. That's yeah, yeah. you're going. You're going out. Bolognese, right? <laughs> I like my bolognese. I, I like really... my bolognese. I don't yeah. like that bolognese. I like bolognese. <laughs> no, uh, but. I'm sorry. Okay, so here, here's my question. Chili. Yes. Beans or no beans to make a chili? Oh, you got to have beans. beans. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I'm like, I'm like people are like, no, no, you got to have. That's what they're all about. Texas Red. I'm like, no, 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 no. Beans make it chili. Without that, it's just a glorified meat sauce. Okay. I, I totally agree with you there. Yeah, but Cincinnatians, Ohioans will no. fight me to the death. Yes. Because they have that. an abstract view of what chili really is. Yes, yeah, somebody just named it that. Yeah, it's and, meat sauce. And put You're it right. in a can and was like, hey, this is what we do. Let me ask you this. You get a plate full of spaghetti and it's got Skyline on it. 
Eat it or not eat it? Well, I'm eating it, of oh, course. Yeah, of course. But I'm eating I'm eating it like it's an Italian meal. I'm not eating it like it's chili at that point. Right. Anytime you gotta say chili three way and five way oh. and everything else, so you gotta add cheese and diced onions See, to it. My mom used to make chili like oh, that stuff was awesome. Up in Buffalo, New York, you go yeah. out, you're playing in the snow all day, you're freezing, you come in and mom's got the chili and she's got the homemade bread. You know, ho, 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 ho. Well, see, and my mom's a Michigan gal. So, oh, okay. So my mom was also a big chili maker, especially in the wintertime. Right. But she she would get the fancy crackers oh. with ours. So she would she would use the ones you would normally use, like soup crackers, like the oyster crackers. Oh, really? And she would put oyster crackers in our chili with a little bit of cheese on top. Oh, see, we couldn't do it because we only get the, the cheap Nabisco saltines. Yeah, know. see, no, but that, that was and a you thing. crunch but, them up and then throw well, them see, in. And, 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 and the thing is, I guess, you know, my mom went to this one, like, restaurant-style, like, order place. So she would buy bulk of it. So <laughs> it, it ended up, she was like, and my mom would do the math and everything. She's like, if I buy this humongous <laughs> box of it, yeah. you know, it's going to last us. It's going to be cheaper than going to the grocery store and buying this other. It was a place called Table Supply. It was like a, it was like what we would call restaurant depot now, right? Like the restaurant. So she would go buy like the. So we would have chili for like four <laughs> days straight now, <laughs> and, right? And yeah. So, I gotcha. so yeah. So where, where where the utility of it and the fanciness of it starts is like okay, I know it's going to be oyster crackers in here again. Okay, <laughs> you know this. All you right. go. This is going to be chili. It's going to the be next chili. day is going to be chili plus one day. The yeah. next one's going to be two day chili. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then it's going to be three that, day that chili. That pot never seemed to end. I was like, what size pot was that that you made? It was like the never ending chili bowl. <laughs> oh, but I loved it. Stay tuned to tomorrow when Max and I start talking about stew. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> stew. Or the or the spaghetti and the meat sauce mixed in together <laughs> because in the that's pot. what you got to do. That's what you got to do. And, and it was three boys in our household, right? That's it. Three boys, yep. right? Yep. So I mean, so you had to have these hearty one type of pot meals that for would us last for a, that a would, week. Yeah, that would go forever because we knew yeah. we were going to consume. <laughs> so so yeah so so thanks to our moms, Hoopy yes. and Eleanor. We yes. appreciate. We love you. We appreciate you. Yes, we do. And your magical one one pot. Me- uh, <laughs> Masterpieces, <laughs> one 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 pot week long masterpieces. Yeah, yeah. exactly the never ending pot. <laughs> As we get back to the offensive line, which I'd rather talk chili and yeah <laughs> stew right now, but we get back to the offensive line. All right, I think I think we can both agree on this. Number one, when I, I overall the first thing that stands up is them. I mean, their pad level is too high, way too when high. When you you know that's by by and large, if I had to summarize. A lot of the ills, it, it has to do with pad levels being too high. Well, and and, and let, let's go further into that. Let, let's talk about why, if the pad level is so high, what does that do to you as as the offensive lineman, but also what does that present to the defensive lineman? What, what is, like, why do you mean pad level's too high? The ability to stalemate at the line of scrimmage. For a defensive lineman, because they're coming out of those low stances and they shoot their hands, which an offensive line should be doing as well. Yeah. Um, you know, they get the leverage and they get the impactful extension of their arms, which creates for them an ability to be able to use their maximum power. And let's face it, there's a lot of those defensive linemen. They're a couple axe handles wide across the defensive line Squatty and the backside. Body. They're squat monsters, <laughs> yeah. and they can use that power and leverage and all that ligamentation on the backside to create stalemates. And that's part and parcel part of the problem. Yeah, so think about offensive line play and defensive line play as a spring, right? Mattress, 
seat spring however is you want to look at it purple or is it uh, you know like uh, the, well, well, the well the purple mattress original factress uh, yeah, original well, uh, mattress well the factory. purple doesn't have springs so that automatically eliminates well, there, all right yeah. that, that's a good move it's like cushion cells oh yeah all right but a spring if i set a spring on a table right now and i said hey what does this thing do well you're like it springs it springs right <laughs> it's just it sits there the, you have to activate the spring for it to have its use. Right. It, sitting there is not it. And no. that's our offensive line is like a spring just sitting there right now, height-wise. You've got to compress it down. Oh, I see where you're going right? with this right. now. That creates the explosiveness. But not like that, purple because purple is like, you know. It's a cushion. It's just it's just. It's yeah. not a spring. No it's spring. A, it does, yeah, but it's got memory. You you, re- you, you really memory like. Do you have a purple one? No. <laughs> Are you are you are you lobbying for one right now? Appar- uh, Wes Bryant. Apparently, we need a new sponsorship. Wolf yeah. is looking at purple matches way at too much. It catches an egg. It won't break an egg. Wait yeah. a minute. That's not what you want with your offensive line. No, you don't. Couldn't break an egg. No. So you must activate the spring, and by activating it, you must push it down. Yes. We're talking about leverage. Right. So the more you push down. The more force that's going to rebound, out. right? Yes. So for an offensive line, you've got to coil that spring. Yes. You've got to coil the spring. And that leads to all of your explosiveness. Like you said, the impactful moments, the stalemate that can ensue. Because you have to think, the D lineman's yes. coiling his spring. Oh, yeah. I mean, he he's rare, and he can't, he can't get low enough. I mean, he wants... He would almost rather be um, what, what, what's something that burrows? I can't think of it. Not groundhog. Ground, groundhog. What do we see up at training camp every day? That is loads true. of groundhogs. They, they, they burrow. They burrowed everywhere. I'm not even going to lie to you. <laughs> but you've got to coil that spring. You've got to get it in tight and then allow it to explode. The guys are going in too much two point, not enough three point, especially in play action, and they're creating a disadvantageous position for themselves, and that's where they get into trouble. I think that's. That's kind of the root of the problem. If we're talking about everything else, it starts with your stance. It starts with being in a coil position. And we're going to cover more of that in the next hour because Max is going to go groundhog and show us how it's done right here on SNR. We'll be back after this. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.